0: You're tuned Into Tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com.
2: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, September 3rd, 2021, Labor Day Weekend, as we labor for you. It's our pleasure to do that. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And if you're one of those
1: laborers, a tradesman, tradeswoman, thank you, because this is what the holiday's about, to thank yes. those who, who
0: labor and keep our country moving. There you go. Absolutely correct, sir. It's our 26th year on the air. We've been laboring all those years to bring you the latest in consumer tech available today and into tomorrow aren't we clever and of course we would love for you to participate on the program and not just because it's the middle well toward the end of our summer giveaway we used to end it on labor day because we would then be in germany for ifa but because of all things considered we're extending it what through september yeah yeah Wow. So don't wait. If you've been thinking about a question or thinking about calling in, thinking about helping another listener with a dilemma, whatever the case, if you just want to share with us your current favorite apps and why, if it makes it on the air, you automatically win in the summer giveaway. And there are so many easy ways To participate now. Yeah, you can pick up the phone and call us. That still works. Chris is going to give you that info. But he's also going to tell you about a couple of other ways that we make it so easy for you to participate. Well, you can pick up your
1: phone and call 800-899-N2, which is 800-899-4686. That's the old-fashioned way. Yeah, it's toll-free, by the way, from yeah. anywhere in North America. Right. Okay. A newer-fashioned way is to use the free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. It'll record a message. It'll then prompt you to email that to us, and it'll sound like you're sitting right here in the studio. And where would they find such an app? In your favorite app store. Okay. As, long so, as your favorite app store is either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Well, yeah, that's true. If it's some other weird thing, we're not there. Right well, when windows eleven comes out, we 'll then be in the Microsoft Store because Android apps will work on Windows eleven yes eventually true. eventually
0: all right <laughs> so that's a, so that 's a second
1: that's way the to newer fashion way the newest fashion way oh. is to stop by intotomorrow.com on any device with a browser and a microphone,
0: so that you, wait so that could be your smartphone, a tablet. A laptop, a desktop, anything okay. with a browser and a mic. Yeah. All right. And, and then what? You'll see a little microphone there that
1: says, Ask Dave. Don't forget the K. <laughs> Click that. They don't have to remember the K. <laughs> you have to remember
0: to pronounce oh, oh, the K. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. But click that, and it works uh, very similar to the way the app does. You can record a message, a question, a comment, help for a listener, uh, some tech rage, your favorite app and why. We haven't had anybody tell us about to talk about their favorite app lately. Maybe nobody has a favorite app Maybe. lately why? other
0: than the Into Tomorrow app, which we understand yeah. would be your favorite. But we want to know your favorite apps, plural. Don't list 20 of them, but you got two or three favorites these days. Tell us why. And if you want to recommend them to other listeners, that's something that automatically wins you a prize if you're heard on the air. So you can participate that way if you uh, do participate via our
1: site we do ask that you uh, let us know where you're calling from and how you listen to the show. That's true. And not
0: calling from my living room and I listen with my ears because that's a given. (laughs) Yeah, because you might not make it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. We, We don't mind if you're fun and funny. But we do need that info because then we know your first name and we can invite you on the air and you're calling from such and such and how you hear the show. That's always helpful. Yeah.
1: And like, again, if you call, you know, ask a question, do a comment, don't just call in and say, yeah, hi, I'd like to win the vacuum because
0: we've gotten those oh, calls before. A lot. <laughs> All summer. And those don't get on the air. No. <laughs> so you, so you, in order to win, you have to be heard on the air. It's that simple. We don't make you jump through hoops, you know, all these other shows that you've got to be the 99th caller, or you've got to answer all these tech trivia questions or nonsense, or, oh, oh you've got to pay for our podcast. We don't charge for our podcast either. The nerve of her. Anyway, some other shows that make you do goofy things, all you have to do is participate. Voila, you win. Yes. That I mentioned is that easy. Yeah. All right. Some tech news and
1: commentary, mayhaps? Consumer privacy champion DuckDuckGo announced that it's rolling out a beta version of a feature in its mobile and desktop applications that will strip trackers from its users' incoming email. Oh. Called Email Protection, the feature will be initially distributed through a waiting list that anyone can add their name to. Consumers chosen from the list will be able to create a free personal at com email address email sent to the at duck address will be stripped of all trackers before then being forwarded to a consumer's primary email address really yeah but now you got to wonder what is at duck doing <laughs> they're stripping it of all those trackers because the, their whole reason for being apparently is for consumer you know protection and privacy and mm. you yeah,
0: so so they're not going to share your info or do anything weird
1: so, or charge you I hope or... not because if they do then they're going against everything that they say they believe in that wouldn't be the first time somebody
0: did that. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Samsung will provide 5G modems in Google's upcoming Pixel 6 phones, as well as its Pro models, that according to Reuters, although it was unclear if the handsets will also include Qualcomm hardware to enable millimeter wave service. Google had previously decided to use its own Tensor processor instead of Qualcomm Snapdragon and the Pixel 6, but either way... Intel is completely out of that picture, and I think rightfully so. Are they yeah. even making any chips anymore? I have no idea. For some, maybe for a computer. But otherwise, they're just out of the mobile business. It seems altogether, I don't know of anybody
1: that's buying Intel chips. SpaceX's budding satellite internet service Starlink has shipped 100,000 terminals to customers in 14 countries. And as expensive as they are, that's amazing. Yeah, this is according to a series of tweets from SpaceX founder and CEO Elon Musk. Per Musk, the list of countries serviced by the growing network uh, includes the U.S., Canada, the United Kingdom, and many other parts of Europe, as well as Australia and New Zealand. Musk added, our license applications are pending in many more countries hoping to serve earth soon (laughs) hoping to serve earth (laughs) wow
0: well he's doing it got to give him credit for that we've been trying to get an evaluation unit forever that doesn't seem to exist and why not because people are buying them we want to hear from anyone listening that has one of the starlink services and let us know what you think 800-899-INTO or visit us at intotomorrow.com hit the ask dave button can't get my computer to work.
2: Let me help you with
0: that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On site.
2: Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call
0: 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in gadgets and gizmos, products and services, all sorts of neat things available today and into tomorrow. And don't forget, we kicked off our annual highly anticipated cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway And all you need to do is participate on the program. No silly hoops to jump through. No caller number 99. No goofy questions. Just be heard on the air. And you win. It's that easy. So do participate. Details, of course, at intotomorrow.com. We can't underestimate the importance of fire safety. Our next guest is with a leading manufacturer of fire safety products and She's a committed advocate for fire safety education and awareness, and already I've discovered a delight to chat with. She is the fire safety educator with a company called Kidda that we might always pronounce as Kiddy because it's K-I-D-D-E. You say, oh, I've seen that name. I have those products, but it's pronounced Kidda. Sharon Cooksey, Sharon, welcome into tomorrow. How are you?
3: Oh, I am so great. How
0: are you? Doing much better, thanks. After vocal cord surgery, go figure, a talk show host. But yeah, (laughs) it's healing better every day, but glad that you were able to join us as well. And of course, fire safety is obviously very important in all of our homes and businesses and that sort of thing. But I'm sure that you've got some tips right out of the box. But tell us a little bit about KIDDA, K-I-D-D-E, first, and then let's get into some of your tips.
3: Hitta is a proudly a, a carrier company, Carrier uh, Global Corporation. You may recognize that brand from maybe you have our air conditioning unit. So um, the Carrier Global Corporation is um, a, a very large company that has big three segments underneath it. And one of those happens to be fire and security. And that's where Kitta falls into the portfolio. Kidda is a leading world manufacturer of life safety products. And we've been around for over a hundred years. Yeah.
0: Wow. And you don't look a day over 20. Go figure.
3: I mean, is- <laughs> <laughs> I found like some really great, uh, a fountain
0: of you. Oh, there you go. I'm kidding. kidding. Uh, (laughs) So let's get into then some of the tips being the fact that you're a fire safety educator, which is obviously very important. We have some great tips from you, I'm sure, but some of the top tips that our audience should know about. And by the way, of course, we're shooting video with Sharon. So be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com. You'll see Sharon waving at us as well as the products that we're talking about too. So give us some ideas if you would
3: so here's my number one tip every time i meet people i say have you checked your smoke alarms lately so and by that i mean well hey if you are at home and you are listening to this or watching this do something you probably don't do a lot and that is look up on the ceiling look at your smoke alarm what color is it so if it's no longer white, if it doesn't look like this lovely white smoke alarm that I'm currently holding in my hand that is brand new, yeah. um, then it might be time to replace it. Oh, so, And yeah,
0: of course, the other thing that I like to do, because it just scares everybody in the house, is push that test button.
3: I No, right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am like, woo, I'm not worthy with you because that is so important. So here's the thing. You just hit the nail on the head. Number one, check your alarms weekly. Hit the test button. It's a little scary. Uh, It's a loud sound, but we want you to know that it's working, right? We want every home to have working smoke alarms. And by working, that means not only does it respond to that test button, that means it has power to it, but it's also under 10 years of age. So I often hear from people, but my alarm is hardwired into my house or I just replaced the batteries in it. So it's fine. But even if you've done all of that, you've uh, it's hardwired in, you've replaced the batteries just last week. And even if you hit the test button, it looks like it's responding at 10 years of age, the whole alarm, the whole alarm needs to be replaced. It doesn't matter And nothing else matters. At 10 years of age, the whole alarm needs to be replaced.
0: So it's not a matter of some built-in obsolescence or anything. It's just, again, a safety issue, right? You don't want to take a chance with your lives.
3: That's exactly it. So, you know, smoke alarms are not built to last forever. They're just like every other appliance in your household, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you periodically replace what your dishwasher and the other appliances in your house. So let's consider a smoke alarm that as well. Oh, yeah. It's an appliance. It's there to help protect you and your family. And here is what I think is the most scariest is that right now in current environment, families have on average two to three minutes to escape once the fire starts. Not once the smoke alarm goes off, but once the fire starts and that's on average so there have been instances where you have four minutes and there have been instances you know below that 30 seconds Mm. but um just know that that's what you have so when i was growing up like decades ago you know in the in the 80s right um you had 17 30 minutes you had time to run around your home and decide i might take a picture and stress or whatever but you don't have that time now so time is critical Every second
0: counts oh for sure and you don't have to do like i do and just burn something in the kitchen to test your smoke smoke alarm but if it goes off because of something like that uh, that's probably another good test well you know at least the smoke alarm's working
2: well right
3: exactly well i'm glad it's working but here's a tip so i hear so you bring up such a great point you're so awesome It's that um, people often complain, well, uh, my smoke alarm can tell me when I'm cooking bacon, you know. (laughs) So um, I get it, because I'm not, like, I'm an expert with the microwave.
0: Oh, me too. (laughs) That's what I usually make for dinner is uh, reservations or use the microwave, because I don't burn too much too often for that very reason. I don't want false alarms on my smoke detectors. That's the reason, Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's totally, we are somehow related. (laughs) We are related because that is exactly my philosophy. So, um, but for people who are great chefs, again, not me, I understand that. So here's a real tip. If you're experiencing this at home, check your smoke alarm and make sure it's far enough away from that hot cooktop. So we recommend at least 10 feet between your smoke alarm and your cooking appliance. Uh. So, I mean, when I'm cooking, it's always going to be burnt. There's always (laughs) going to be smoke coming from it. So just make sure that you have ample distance so that your smoke alarm doesn't begin to think that you're, you're having a fire. I mean, you know, so we want it to work. But there's also just another tip for the chef's at home. Uh, We don't want you, like, on Thanksgiving, standing under your smoke alarm, waving a newspaper to to hush it instead (laughs) of uh, cooking your your meal for your family. So um, look into uh, your – there's a combo alarm. It's for the kitchen specifically. And so here's what happens is that you have a smoke sensor and a CO sensor in it, and they talk to each other. So here's how it works. So every fire – Basically, every fire off puts carbon monoxide. Mm-hmm. So the two sensors talk. So if the smoke sensor says fire, fire, the CO says no, there's no CO, it won't go off.
0: Oh. Do they, do they talk loudly, like, at night, is this going to be an issue? Or?
3: You know, <laughs> no, they, they whisper. <laughs> like, they
0: have... Sorry, <laughs> I had, to, no I had to go there. You know, it's all about I tech. Mean, but obviously they're it. communicating in code, so we wouldn't know what they're saying anyway. But the fact is, I think that's a great... Now, is this something relatively new, I'm guessing, in smoke detectors?
3: It's been on the market for quite a while. Oh. Yes, it's maybe a, a great kept secret um but yeah so look on the aisle for a kid a kitchen alarm and you'll see it you'll see that it has two sensors and and a a combo alarm is just really a great idea anyway because um we believe that less than half of american homes are adequately protected against carbon monoxide so Yeah. Oh. So we want to make sure that you have them. So
0: Now, is this one of the unique features about the KIDA P4010? Is it? I'm seeing a lot of that on, on your website.
3: Uh, thank you. So one of the unique features of the KIDA P4010 is its interconnected capability. So mm. do, do you know what an interconnected alarm is?
0: I would imagine that it's one or more that connect to each other, perhaps. And communicate with each other very quietly so you don't hear them. Um, but but <laughs> they if, if, if one goes off, then perhaps another one goes off as well to alert the rest of the house.
3: So look, you don't even need me on this. Oh, well, thanks for joining us. No, I'm
0: just kidding.
3: (laughs) No, you're an expert. You like ding, ding, ding. We have a winner, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Dave, (laughs) Dave won. He won that round. So that's absolutely it. So an interconnected alarm system, it's a fancy label for alarms that talk to each other. Now in a, a standard or traditional environment, you would have a wire that connects your alarms, right? Mm -hmm. So it's commonly referred to as the orange wire. So for homes that were built, say after 2000, it really became kind of standard for that orange wire to be run because Interconnect is absolutely the most preferred system for smoke alarms on the market because they talk to each other, as you just astutely pointed out. Mm. And so let's just uh, imagine a house. It's a standard two-story house. Let's say you have a kitchen on the bottom floor and the bedrooms on the second floor. Let's say you're asleep in your bed and a fire breaks out in the kitchen. In a traditional standalone environment with your smoke alarms where they're not interconnected, the fire breaks out in the kitchen. The smoke alarm closest to the kitchen starts signaling. But depending on the distance and how well you sleep, you you may or may not hear it until the smoke makes its way to the second floor and the alarm goes off.
0: And it may be too late by then.
3: That's exactly Mm -hmm. it. Yes. So uh, if you compare and contrast that with an interconnected system where uh, they're all talking. So same scenario, a fire breaks out in the kitchen and um, the minute that the, close, the one closest to the kitchen hears, uh, senses a hazard, it sends a signal to every alarm in the group. Um, And so they all go off at the same time, giving you more time to get out.
0: Now, that's terrific and certainly life-saving by all means. Sharon, I hate to interrupt, but we have got to pay a couple of our bills. But don't worry, we're going to be back talking more with Sharon Cooksey, the fire safety educator with KIDA at KIDDE.com. Be sure to hit us up at intotomorrow.com. Don't go away. Attention. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the fire safety educator with KIDA, Sharon Cooksey. Do the interconnected systems have to be interconnected via wire or because of technology now, do we not have wireless technology? Will it use our Wi-Fi? Does it use its own proprietary wireless system? How does that all work?
3: So there are a variety of options on the market because we've realized, right, that not every house was built after 2000, like yeah. mine, right? So <laughs> I've in a house too, right? that was not, right, so that was not pre-wired. So um, we wanted to make it easy, and we also realized that, uh, that sometimes people just don't have Wi-Fi. You know, I mean, I know it sounds crazy. But Certainly
0: no none Wi-Fi. of our listeners wouldn't have Wi-Fi, but, know, uh, but right? some people, I guess, right. uh, it's hard to believe, but you're right. Some may not have it, Wi-Fi. So, therefore, I, it has its own system, right?
3: Exactly. So, our units talk to each other through uh, basically a proprietary radio signal. Nice. So, that... That wire is not needed. And also, Wi-Fi is not needed. So, And here's what I just want to point out, because I think it's super important, is like, during a, a severe weather event, it could be a blizzard, it could be an ice event, or it could be a hurricane from the summertime, mm-hmm. um, power can go out, right? Power goes out. It really does. And so, at those moments are when people typically turn to things that can create a, a fire. Uh, like candles, etc., or carbon monoxide in your home, like generators and other things. By the way, it, the second thing I just want to point out here, because it's so important, is that if you have a generator, please never, ever, ever bring it in your home. Oh,
0: gosh, no. Ever. Yeah. But I'm glad ever. you said that, because some people think, well, yeah, power's out. we got to do what we got to do. Leave it outside. Run extension cords, heavy-duty outdoor extension cords. Uh, and don't try to power everything. Just the important stuff, the critical stuff.
3: So important. It's so important. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, a lot of people don't know this. One generator can produce the same carbon monoxide as 100 idling cars.
0: Oh, my gosh.
3: So, yes. So, please, just remember that. If you bring your generator indoors, you're basically standing in a parking deck with a hundred cars.
0: Uh, all running. So, yeah. So <laughs> yes. So
3: please don't. Okay, yeah, so good. back to this. So during severe weather. So we know that people, um, the power goes out, Wi-Fi's fail, right? You know, systems fail. So we designed a stand-alone system so that it operates without all of that. So if your power goes out, you should not worry about whether these alarms are going to work because they're not connected to uh, the Wi-Fi, right? Gotcha. So w- we made it, and we also realized that um, not everybody's tech savvy. So Again,
0: hard to believe, <laughs> but uh, you know, aside from our audience, of course, there are some exactly. that are not. <laughs>
3: I mean, your audience is exceptional; definitely oh, techy savvy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, said so like my mother, like I'll point that out. My mother, um, who has to, you know, call me and she wants to download an app on her iPhone. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I see. <laughs> so these are great for them because traditionally, like, you know, like my mother lives in the house that she's always lived in for 50 or 60 years, right? So they definitely were not pre-wired for interconnect. So it's really an ideal situation for maybe seniors in your life uh, because our alarms, um, they have a very easy press and connect button. So, So instead of taking hours to download an app and connect them and have them set up, Basically, you'll put your alarms on a table together. You'll select one as the master and you'll press down on the middle button for five seconds until you hear two beeps. It automatically connects with the alarms around it. You'll hear it go connecting, 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 <laughs> and then, uh, successfully connected. Got it. So then you press that any one of them. You hold the middle button down for two seconds. It essentially closes that loop, and then it says ready to install.
0: And, and I'm assuming
3: it takes five minutes.
0: And I'm assuming Sharon that the range is such that an average house, whether it's a two story or single story or otherwise, uh, is well covered. Then right, the radios, if you will, inside these alarms can communicate with all the others without a problem.
3: That's right. They, the range is about 300 feet. Oh, excellent. So, yes. So, definitely. And you can have 12 smoke alarms connected. Wow. At the same time with uh, six other, like if you have a carbon monoxide you want to connect to it or whatever. But, yes. So, 12 smoke alarms and we think that sufficiently covers the average house.
0: Terrific. That would cover my mansion. Which is, which is a, a, a two bedroom, two bath house. So it's, it's a mansion. Uh, it's mine. So what the heck? Um, uh, what, t- what are we talking about price wise for these devices, whether they're a full system or individual, the kind of thing you might be walking down your hardware store or otherwise and say, Oh, there's the of stuff that Dave and Sharon were talking about. What can we expect to pay from what to what?
3: I think they're very, very affordable. Um, so you can expect to pay between, depending on again, if you buy a bundle or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can expect to pay anywhere between sixty or seventy dollars um, to a hundred dollars each. So they have different. They come in a variety of, you know, bells and whistles, if <laughs> you will. So, so one has a light on it. So. Think about an airplane. When it gets dark, you need a light, and smoke kind of produces that same darkness. So oh, we have okay. a one with a light on it to help you escape, to oh. help light your way out, Good. essentially. And uh, we have another a combo. You know, it's the smoke and the CO together, and then just a, a plain smoke alarm. They come in hardwired, so if you want to connect it to your home's electrical system— we have that version, and we also have one that's just a battery. It just has a battery uh, that operates it, so it doesn't have to connect. Those are that's ideal, by the way, for. Uh, areas where you may want to add a smoke alarm, but you don't have the existing wiring.
0: Got you. And real quick, because you're you're such a delight to chat with, we could go on, but uh, we're up against clocks. Imagine that, uh, even that (laughs) with with technology. But real quick, um, placement of these smoke alarms, too. Uh, Do they need to always be on a ceiling or at least up high on a wall? You know, hot air rises theory. Um, How important is the placement?
3: It's so great. and uh, So, smoke alarms. I'm going to cover this very quickly because this is a a point of confusion for a lot of people. Smoke alarms, at least one on every floor. Um, Check your local codes because codes vary. Mm -hmm. We strongly recommend one in the bedroom as well. So, at least one on every floor, one inside the bedroom. Now, let's talk about carbon monoxide for a second because this is really a point of confusion for a lot of people. Carbon monoxide does not... Uh, is not lighter than air and it's not heavier than air. It essentially weighs the same as air. It doesn't like cling at the floor. It doesn't cling on the ceiling. So you can have a carbon monoxide alarm at any height in the room, as long as it has access to air. Don't put it in the corner. Don't put it in a dead air space. So that's like a point of confusion. So for combo alarms, like the one that I'm holding here, you can put it on the ceiling or four inches at least down from the, um, the corner between uh, where the wall and the ceiling. Oh, okay. So, right. so yeah, four inches. Just make sure that you keep it away from like uh, a ceiling fan, you know, gotcha. or, um, don't put it right under like a heat exchange because we don't want that air to, uh, complicate the matter. Oh, we want to make sure that your sensor is sensing real. Good, a good
0: mix of air in the room. Got gotcha. you. Well, I'm going to try to wrestle a few. I'm not going to hold you to it right now, but we'll try to wrestle a few for summer giveaway. And speaking of summer, this is why it is extra important that safety first, especially while grilling during the summer. Among other things, we've got to get you back. I know you might have some new products coming out that we've got to talk about at some point. I know nothing, but I'm assuming you may have something. So I get up. Oh, good, n- good guess. You're
3: <laughs> expert. I told you. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner.
0: <laughs> Sharon, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Of course, we'll get you back because there's more to cover. Uh, keep up the good work in terms of informing all of us about the importance of fire safety and smoke alarms and carbon monoxide and everything we need to be concerned about. And we invite our audience to visit kidda.com. It's K-I-D-D-E.com. We'll get you there too when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Brave line. We're back with much more as Into Tomorrow continues at intotomorrow.com as well, right here on the Advanced Media Network. That was awesome, way over time, but we'll make I it fit. Know, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. There was good stuff. You... I can kill this in the meantime. Okay. If I could push that one button and kill all of it, that would be awesome. Even the backlight, I could like boom with one button. All right. <clears throat> Cameron Graveline, I bet that you have a question about anything involving consumer tech. Call me anytime at 800-899-N2. Yes, call Cam anytime. Well, you'd be calling us too, but you know what? We Call Cam. Because we've had listeners that say, all right, if you guys are stumped, then please ask Cameron, because I know he has the answers. Then we told him that we actually played one of those calls for him recently, and he was beside himself with excitement. He said, they do love me. And of course they love you. Oh, well. But thank you, Cameron. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm
1: Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. If you want more information, text the word radio to 35000. It's time for our EVO History
3: major. IFA
2: is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this, let look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline.
0: And IFA is history this year, but tech is back next year. We hope that you join us physically in Berlin, Germany for IFA 2022. We'll tell you all about it. Stay tuned. At the International Funkausstellung in 1989, known these days
1: as IFA, Thompson had a 10,000-square-foot booth to demonstrate future technologies and presented the first prototype of a CD recorder named MOD, or Magneto Optical Disc. With MOD, developed in Germany for the first time, it was possible to record on a CD.
2: I know nothing, nothing!
1: Using phase-shift technology. At the same IFA show, Laser Vision Video Discs by Philips had their world premiere and were first introduced in the U.S. soon after as a test market. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. We shall do
0: just that. The cool, into tomorrow, hot Giveaway. If you have yet to hear all the cool things we've got to share with you, know that there is a post, imagine that, at intotomorrow.com that lists all the current prizes, and that gives you an opportunity to list three or four different items. No promises, no guarantees, got to get the legal stuff in there. But tell us a few things that you would like, and we will absolutely do our best to get one or more of those items to you.
1: From Catalyst, we've got total protection cases for various iPhone 12 models and Vibe Series rugged case for various iPhone 12 models. Uh, from LFO, we've got an eTherm therm infrared ear and forehead thermometers and several of their eClip baby car seat alarms. Give peace of mind to busy parents and
0: help save your child. Cooking Pal has sent us a Molto smart kitchen appliance. This is worth $1,000. It preps, cooks, and cleans after every meal. From
1: Scos, we've got a box full of stuff, including a power-up, 600 card jumper, power bank, flashlight, a PowerVolt dual-port USB-C and USB-A car charger, and a Magic Mount fresh dual-purpose magnetic phone-mounted air freshener. Uh, from Yamaha, we've also got an EAD10 drum module, transforms acoustic drum sounds with studio-quality effects, and the SHS500
0: sonogenic keytar, enabling playing without wrong notes. Audio-Technica provided their quiet point wireless active noise-canceling in-ear headphones worth a couple of hundred bucks. You may win a pair of those. From Roborock, we got an S6 Max-V
1: Robotic Vacuum. True Vision Smarter Action, valued at 700 bucks. And Viper has provided a color OLED two-way security and remote start system, valued at $600. Cut
0: & Go, providing their Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. They sent us a hundred of them to share with you so you will never be trapped in an accident. Or, God forbid, if you're around a lot of bodies of water, as we are in South Florida... And your car goes into one. This is a quick, easy way to get out and save your life. So, again, uh, we ask when you call in to participate, mention
1: a few of the items. And if we still have some left, we'll do our best yes. to get them to you. No no promises, no guarantees. The summer is wrapping up. Yes. And it's easy to participate. So you can call the Ask Dave hotline anytime, 24-7-365. We never sleep, or at least our servers never sleep. That's true. Uh, three. Uh, 305, that's our studio, that's our local (laughs) studio number, 800-899-INTO, that's 800-899-4686. Or you can use the free Into Tomorrow app on your favorite iOS or Android device, there's a message to studio button right there, or stop by our site and click the Ask Dave button, it works very similar to the
0: app on our site at intotomorrow.com. And if you use Ask Dave, be sure and tell us your first name, how you listen, and where you listen. Yes. And wind stuff.
2: Thank you. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now, and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call (laughs) 888-914-4247.
0: to Tomorrow Continues. Did you know that Apple has a smoking ban on their computers, meaning that if you smoke while using any Apple computer, the warranty becomes void? Good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's I would agree with that being both of us former smokers many, many years ago. But you realize that it can wreak havoc with electronics. Mm -hmm. So don't smoke around any computer or phone. Or any device like that. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into
1: Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow on our
0: site at IntoTomorrow.com. Gigi in St. Simons Island, Georgia, listens on WBQO when you need to know. And we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at IntoTomorrow.com.
3: With the influx of hackers stealing and ransoming information... I was wondering what is your opinion about having paper backups and how many digital backups would you recommend? I appreciate your show. Love listening to it. Thanks a bunch.
0: Well, thank you, Gigi. We appreciate that. Paper backups are common, believe it or not. They're even borderline required if you use multi-factor authentication. Now, multi-factor authentication uses your phone or another physical device to confirm your identity before you can log into a site or a program. If you happen to lose your device, you typically use a temporary code from a paper backup to allow yourself to log in and address the situation. Yeah, if your concern is
1: storing passwords on your computer, you're better off using software like 1Password or LastPass to encrypt your passwords in a way that a hacker could not decrypt. Now, the reality is that most people's passwords are not stolen from them. They're either freely given by the user when they're tricked by a phishing email or they're stolen from the company they're logging into if they have terrible security practices and don't encrypt their authentication data correctly. Now, you can be careful and avoid the first, but the second one is really out of your control. So your best bet is to use randomly generated passwords stored in an encrypted password manager so you don't end up reusing any passwords just because you need to type them in from memory. Yeah,
0: because I'm, I'm with you, Gigi. It's very difficult for all of us to remember passwords, and you certainly don't want to use the same password for everything. That's dangerous and very, very bad idea. But some of these encrypted passwords do the job if you use one of those programs. But if you use really long, convoluted passwords, which is the safest thing to do, and you forget them then that's a problem. Yeah, and I
1: had the, an issue similar with recently with Zoom. I was trying to log in on my computer, and I forgot what my password was. So I went to my phone where it was stored. But when I signed up on my phone, I just told it, use whatever the randomly password was. Oh. And it was this really long, convoluted thing. So I ended up having to go to the site and change it to something simpler. Yeah, reset
0: password and yeah. all that. Let us know if we could be of further help, and let's meet at com.
2: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline.